We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Hi, everybody. Hello. We are here again. We are the Pragmatic Doulas. Ready to make your Monday marvelous. Marvelous Monday. So make sure you find some time in your car, in your kitchen, to listen to all of our podcasts. And once you've listened to them all, listen to them again. Because binge listening is the new activity of 2019. And, as I come back into play, mm -hmm. you might learn something different the next time you listen to it. That's right. Um, It's just me and you today. Yes. Kim and Suzanne. Because, as usual... The fabulous Stephanie is off being fabulous. Somebody is at a birth. Somebody is helping a woman... <clears throat> bring their baby into the world, so uh, Steph's not here. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe she'll be back next week. Who knows what's we, up with her birth roster. We've actually been pretty good lately yeah, as far lately. as not We had a good to, run. Yeah, we had a good run. We had a good run. So, and yeah. uh, now it's over. So <laughs> Now it's done. <laughs> Sit your butt down, Jack. Nobody wants to hear you. Jack applied to fill in for Steph, but but we've rejected his application. His his voice was even lower than hers. Yeah. So we had to. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, no words. So forget it. We yeah. told him, no, he can't no, be in the podcast. Um, so then he clickety-clacked out of the room in a huff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diva. Yeah. Oh, did you see our live video? We just did a live video. Yeah, so it won't be. It's you. You. It will been. A, it will have been a long time ago, and I yeah. don't know how many of you watched it. But we did a live little th- thing. That and kind I of freaked me out. I think we might try and do that. Yeah, maybe I think we'll do it again. Do that again. Yeah, like just, every time, just because the early stuff where we're talking. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't have anything to do with the podcast, but it gets you to know us. Who it we has are. to do with us. Well, yeah, but and it we, doesn't. We are the podcast. That's you're us. right. So you're you right. need to know all about us. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. Coolio. Excellent. So, what what are we talking about today? <laughs> What's gonna, what, why don't we do a check-in first? Check-in? How, how are you? Okay. How are you doing? What is your... Well, like I said, in the line, in the, right at this moment, I'm feeling slightly queasy because oh, right I, had, I, I had too much coffee. So, it's all sort of sloshing around in my belly. It was a big right one. <laughs> it was huge. Um, was uh, it decaf? Yeah, because I what, say, I, what I do not, is... bouncing off the ceiling. No, no, no. I can't drink that much caffeine. Oh, my God. I, 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 I buy the, because they never have decaf cold brew, so I have to buy a hot decaf and then fill it up, fill it up with ice. So my intention was to save a cup, right. but if I do that, I can't save a cup because they give me the hot decaf in their throwaway cup. Right, yes. And then I put ice in my reusable cup, so I kind of cheated a little bit. Don't tell my daughter-in-law so that's what's happening with me right at the moment we, um, I, I will admit i'm trying to be a little more earth savvy yeah. i i look after so i look after my uncle yes um elder care elder care um and he's very unenvironmentally uh, friendly god yeah. love him yeah plastic bags over plastic bags and the amount of water bottles could kill a sperm whale it wow. is ridiculous oh my god i know and i'm and every now and then i'll be like so uncle you know that thing over there called the tap 
Water comes out of it, you know. You Did don't actually I mean, need... isn't that weird? Because he's a, he's an older gentleman. Yeah. So you'd think he would remember that water comes out of the tap. <laughs> yep. And he's got a mind like a steel trap. I mean, God love him. Yeah. Um, definitely no dementia there. But yeah. And he yeah. just looks at me. And I went, every time I come in, he gets neighbors who work at the Walmart to buy his water for him, like 40 bottles at a time. Oh my he's Lord. literally saving for the apocalypse. Yes. Like, if you... if. If the water shortage comes, he's so his go to him. Go to Uncle Harry's go house. Go to Uncle Harry because he he'll hydrate you. Yeah, it's so well, funny. I mean, uh, to bring it back to doula work, I have just like last night decided to try a new system for keeping all my client information together. Mm-hmm. I've said it before that I. I'm a paper person. I need paper. Uh, yeah, I really I can't. do. I have a I very mean, in, hard time. In theory, digitally. it is a renewable resource. Let's be real. Yeah. Yes. But the all the environmentalists paper, are now going. Yeah, I know. They're going to send us. That's put fine. Your, put your thumbs away. Put your thumbs away. But I have to. I have uh, asked people, how do you keep track of all your clients and client information? And people are always saying, oh, they use this app and this well, app we're and this. Do that. Where's me? Were we going to have to do we're an episode a, on that? Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh. So don't give away the whole farm, but yeah. Well, there's nothing, there isn't, I've tried a few different apps and programs, and I just can't, this, no. a, a little bit of me is kind of like a rebel, and I. this is why I have a problem with planners, that I'm constantly switching planners, because I don't like being told what to do. Oh, now you've got to think <laughs> about your reflection for this month, and write down this and that. I, it do, that doesn't work for me, so I'm always just kind of making up my own stuff, and I, and I think I made up a, a little system I um, like your system, actually, the way the my, way you currently have it. I have thought about trying to go towards that. What? What's this, what do you mean? Well, you you told us one time it, in a binder with and, and everybody oh, sort of there yeah, in the yes. sleeves and stuff. Yes. So, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. But and, it's and all I, paper. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that idea, but my problem is, and this is not what the podcast is about today, but my problem is, is technology fails. And if I lose everything because technology has failed or that app is no longer supported or now I have yeah. to pay for it and things like that, I'm not... I know. I will always be able to have yes. my paper files. I have all yes. my files in a box. Yes. And you're supposed to keep them for like 18 odd years or something like that. And they all still fit in one box. And was like, oh my God, 18 years, that's so much paper. It's not. Yeah. It's just the signed contract and the notes I take on the actual folder well i i have several forms that i use for each client so Mm. a typical birth client i have like a client intake form where it's just um the client information address email Mm. and stuff like that i have on the back of that i put any notes for the con about of the Mm. consult and then i have notes another form for prenatal meetings notes Mm. on the prenatal meetings and on the other side of that this is me trying to be conservative on the other side of that notes for the post-birth Yep. meeting yep. and then I have another form with the labor and birth information because right. I keep those you know was it an induction who was right. the doctor yes. who was the nurse now what I actually hospital, put that blah, in blah, my blah. phone I do put it in my phone while I'm at the birth but then I put it on the paper oh no because I just leave it in the because phone. like you I'm afraid that it's in my notes something's gonna happen to my phone and it's gonna whatever yeah so I have that and um so with different clients, so if it's a postpartum client, I have a, sh- a sheet with notes about that. And I also have a client tracker sheet where I just make sure that I've sent a receipt mm-hmm. and sent this to them and so on that I check off. So there's there's maybe like six, seven or eight different pieces of paper for each mm-hmm. client. 
And you're going to environmental hell. Let's be real. I I am. I'm gonna burn <laughs> like the paper. I'm gonna burn <laughs> when the apocalypse comes. You yes, are going up first. <laughs> so this new system that I kind of did last night, I understand what you're saying about oh, what if technology fails and you're supposed to keep things for a long, long time. However, <laughs> might I say respectfully that that's a real old person. <laughs> Hey, I I have had technology fail it more does times fail. than you can imagine. However, everybody else who's really savvy and tech savvy, they're doing it. And that worry is not quite there. And there are ways to back things up and put things in different places. True. So if one piece of technology fails, you've got it somewhere like in the cloud or wherever people I do have things. it somewhere. It's on a piece of paper, paper under my desk. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Look, the paper's already been made. Uh, Also, this binder that I have, that's a really great system. It is a nice paper system, but it's cumbersome. And what I want to do is get a tablet and have all my client information on a tablet. Save on the tablet and also, you know, in in the the, cloud. In the the sky or whatever it goes. Yes. I also want to do that that imaginary place that I just don't think really exists. Yes. Taking papers out. To take to a client meeting, for instance, and there, there's, there's five things that I really want to remember that that were brought up at this meeting, and I'm there like writing on paper. I'd like to be able to just do it on my tablet, mm. right there in my car. It feels cleaner, yeah, and more compact. So all the same forms that I just talked about, I would just like to have them on my tablet. Sure. So I have um, an iPad. I mean, I think you could probably create something that is just. That's what I mean. That, and then it's specific to, to me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a yes. pre-made because app. Because the problem with a lot of these other um, programs, for, A, you got to pay. Yeah. And B, they're not, a, like, a third of them sometimes I'm not going to use because they don't apply to me. Yeah, exactly. Or they don't apply to that client or something. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what annoys me. I don't want to pay X dollars a, a, a month. For something that does, that isn't unique to you and the yes. way you do things. Right. And I think that's, I mean, that's doula work in itself. Like, people are always like, hey, let's, I want to, I want to shadow you at a birth and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but I don't want you to do that because I don't want you to be me. I want yeah, you to be you. you. And right. this is the same thing with the files and whatnot. You need something that is mm-hmm. unique to you. So mm-hmm. you have to create that. Yeah. So I think that I've done that. Now my question is, do I want to keep it on a, on a, on a, what's it called? The little thing, the stick. USB thingy? The USB stick. The, yeah, that yeah. thing. I can keep all of my stuff on there. The templates plus all the actual client information on there. Um, or on a tablet. Hmm. I don't know yet. I, I have an decided. iPad around here somewhere. Maybe I should think yeah. about that. Anyways, that's yeah. not what we're talking about today. It's not what we're talking about the day, today, but we've talked about it. Yeah. So, so like it or not. Like I don't it or know. not. That's, yeah. our, that's our check-in. Mm-hmm. I don't have any check-in. I'm currently waiting on a client to go into labor she's so desperate to not be pregnant anymore (laughs) um she keeps asking me when is it going to happen and i go sweetie i cannot tell you that crystal ball is broken it's that it's in the shop she goes nobody can tell me i go no that's that's, true that's that's it (laughs) sorry honey it's the beautiful uncertainty of of life Really, because it doesn't end after the baby's born. When will he sleep through the night? When will she get her first tooth? When are they going to walk? All those questions are going to come up, and the answer is, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> that, I mean, isn't that what parenting is? Like a yes. six, seven-letter word for I don't know. Yep, yep. The beautiful uncertainty. So, 
Um, all right. So today we're talking about um, money-centered business versus client-centered business. Yes. And in the past couple of, when was this posted? Sunday. So there's a doula group and a male doula. We'll just leave that where it is. I posted, I somehow think financial reward and dualism. Dualism? No, there's no A. He just spelled it dualism. Okay. Don't mix. Financial reward and dualism don't mix. I mean, if as a doula, you are just another person wanting to eat from the birth process. (laughs) Anybody have thoughts? That's a visual? Yeah. Yeah. And all I can see is like a bunch of women standing around gnawing on a placenta. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With money sticking out of their pockets. Yeah. Anybody have thoughts on this? Well, somebody, 200, somebody, yes, and two comments later. Because you can imagine, it immediately, what was your immediate feeling? So I actually posted a response. Yeah. And I'm not going to read it because I can't find it in amongst yeah, the 202 comments. Yeah. But basically it was, you know, I think, first I said, what the heck are you talking about? Because mm-hmm. I don't even know what dualism is. <laughs> but I said, you know... Is this, is this in response to you or others seeing birth as a woman-centered um, profession where it is not valued as a money-making mm-hmm. profession yeah. um, as opposed to doctor, lawyer, yeah. you know, things like that? Mm-hmm. Because he also went on to say, went on about, I think he started going on about midwives as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um... Yes, he started looking at the whole birth world. Yeah. And my immediate response when I read it was, what? No. Who is this guy? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Is this a troll? I started questioning I thought his integrity too. and his credibility. So I do po- apologize for my... No, take that back. I don't apologize for my <laughs> immediate reaction. I never apologize for anything, so why start um, now? I immediately went to his profile page. Yes, so did to I. To check him out. Most of his stuff was in Dutch. I yes. Because so, I think he's from the Netherlands. Yes. And there was not a lot of birth stuff on no. his page, which also raised red flags for me, which again, might I'm going to totally admit my bias here. Yes. 99.9% of doulas are female. Yes. Um, and so when you all of a sudden, out of the blue, get a man coming into this space and then questioning the, the foundation of yes. the profession. Yes. I'm sorry. I get a red flag. Yeah. And so I go on his page. And when you go on, if you go on my doula page or your doula page or anybody's doula page, there's birth stuff there. It's yeah. clear who we are, what yeah. we're about. And it wasn't that clear on no, his. No. And it might just be that he had, he did say he just finished his training. Yes. And, and I think and, he said he was working in Thailand where he had seen, yes, he you had know, seen a lot of... Stuff or whatever. A lot of people sort of picking at the carcass of birth. That's, you know, where... Which I don't understand. I don't, I don't really get that because unless you are an obstetrician, like in, the, in a big uh, metropolitan city, most likely in, in you know, the U.S. or mm-hmm. Canada... Who's who's getting rich who's off getting of birth? Besides Dr. Right? Paul Schumann. Besides that fucker. <laughs> uh, I mean... That was last week. That was last week. The week before. Um, 
so there were a lot of like question marks. Huh? Huh? What are you talking about when I first read yeah. his post? What are you talking about? Who are you referring to? What are you referring to? Yeah. So. But um, I think, I mean, I think for the most part, yes. None of us, none of us, and people said this, none of us got into this to be rich, okay? None of us did this to be rich. Yeah. However, yeah. we can do this and make money, which means we can continue to do this yeah. and still feed our children and pay our mortgage and have cell phones and all the modern conveniences of life, yes. like a roof over your head and food in your fridge. And the thing is, the vast majority of... So this is part of the reason why I was a little bit taken aback and slightly offended by his question. Um, because the vast majority of us have already done this thing in our head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, many many doulas get into doula work because they're birth junkies, right? Oh my right. god! Right. You just love this whole idea of being at a birth and seeing new life and I think babies it's an, and it's ugh, just an addiction, all to of oxytocin. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then you start looking around. Maybe you must make money, like you have to earn money, and you realize that this can't be just a hobby no. or a side thing anymore. And so you do that thing in your head. Well, how much am I going to charge for this? And um, we are often made to feel guilty about making money for doing things that we love or feel passionately yes. about or feel strongly about, which is another bullshit thing. Yes. Because isn't that what we... Then on the other other hand, we In, tell it, people, it, follow your dreams, do your passion. If that's the case, then we should stop playing ba paying baseball players yes. and hockey players and football players and millions and millions of dollars. Actor, uh, every movie star and yeah. every celebrity that's out there. Because they're doing what yeah. they love. There are a lot of people who do what they love and that's, and that's okay. So <clears throat> I do remember sort of saying, well, how much do you charge for this? Yes. This, is, this feels like a primal... Um, calling it feel I believe in my gut that birth needs to be witnessed and supported mm -hmm. in whatever however that looks for you that needs to be witnessed and supported and and so therefore it's like a human primal thing mm -hmm. so I gotta charge money for doing a human primal thing and then my next thought was oh hell yes I do <laughs> yes you do <laughs> And I think that doulas who do this professionally actually help preserve the fact yes. that it's a human primal thing that needs to be witnessed and supported. And and as I said, to be able to continue to do it. Mm -hmm. Because you can't do things for free forever. Like Because yeah. you have to remember that even if you aren't charging your clients, money is still coming out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. There is money coming out of your pocket for childcare, for gas, for parking, uh -huh. for the time that you spend away from your family to deal with... To fix your to broken body after yeah, you've exactly. attended a 24-hour birth. Exactly. So yeah. it, isn't, it isn't that we're sitting here going, you know, we shouldn't be charging, you know, because it is something we love and it is that primal thing. It is something that we should be doing anyways yeah. as humans. Yeah. It's a matter of the fact, in order to be able to continue to do this work... I have to make it viably, financially stable for myself and my family. So that I can do it. And the, the, uh, the actual structured profession of uh, birth doula work in particular, but also postpartum and breastfeeding support too, um, the actual profession to me feels like um, a response to the fact that that built-in natural support that we used to have how many of us have that anymore no, so exactly. many of my clients they're 
families either live far away Mm -hmm. or they don't want them in that intimate space. It just is the reality of how we live today. Maybe not everywhere in the world, but in in where I live, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, in 2019, that way of life where everybody lives together, everybody lives close by, where you've got built-in support all around you for all phases of life, including the start and end of life, that just isn't it's not it's there. not a reality anymore, and an organized profession of doula work um, takes like fills that gap. I feel yes. Well, and we're the we're the be, new village, right? And the only way to do it on the scale that serves as many people as possible is to have some sort of financial compensation, mm-hmm. because the other reality of the world is that I got to pay my rent. Yeah, exactly. I got to put gas in my car in order to come. I don't live across the street and you're not having your baby in your house. No. So There's I need to find a way to compensate myself for the work that I'm doing for my clients so that I can then go home and take care of my own family. So it all really, it's just, it's, it's a shift really. I, I get what he's saying, but I don't agree with it. But I, I mean, for me, when he said, you know, that we're just eating from the birth process, I mean, that pissed me off yeah. in that... You know, yeah, why why the fuck why first off, how many other people are eating from the birth process? Let's talk to doctors, let's talk to nurses. Yes. Who They're, make who a make shit ton a of shit money. ton more money. And if I'm eating off the birth process, let's be real, I'm getting the it's crumbs. Crass. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sweeping up the crumbs. It's afterwards. not the doula who's you know, getting <clears throat> the lion's share of any oh, of this. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I also see us as an integral part of not just community life, but also uh, doula work. I know that the healthcare system doesn't recognize what we do as that, but I believe that we are a part of that. Yes. With the the doctors, nurses and midwives and doulas and everybody else, the anesthesiologists, the people who are working in the lab and taking Mm -hmm. the, the, doing the blood work. Dealing with the urine samples. We... I feel, are also a part of that. I mm-hmm. wish that that was recognized and acknowledged by the hospital. But However, weren't we just asked oh, yes. to speak in front of yeah. some residents, residents about how to help with that sort yeah. of soft stuff, not yeah. the not, not, not the medical clinical, clinical stuff, stuff. Yeah. but serving and, yeah. and assisting people in the softer side of yeah. birth. So, we, yeah, we got to give a shout-out to... Yeah. to um, the hospital that we teach at, St. Michael's Hospital, where some of the obstetric residents, they have like scheduled, it seems like it's scheduled. A, an like academic day, they Academic call days. And for one of the, their days, they've asked us to come, and an an, an LC, yeah. yeah, to find out what it is that we, uh, what sorts of issues are covered in our prenatal classes, and I'm assuming with our clients, and... Um, they're going to ask Elsie about some of the breastfeeding issues that she deals with too yep. so that they can better help the patients that they serve. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really awesome because they are recognizing that we have a different perspective. Absolutely. That we bring a different perspective to Absolutely. birth. Absolutely. And that that perspective is not taught in medical school. No, it's not. And they feel a lack. Yeah. So I'm pretty... I'm actually quite excited about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about that after. But um, So there was... So let's let's jump to sort of a different view of this. There was um, probably, and I don't see it as much recently, mm-hmm. but there was the whole idea of you know people 
really coming down on doulas coming down on other doulas who were not charging for their initial births and um, you know really being quite militant about not paying like people not paying for doula services from a particular group I won't uh, so we won't talk about what, it, a particular group was saying that doulas should or shouldn't should be charging oh. and we are regardless of what kind of experience they have which I don't disagree with yeah um, but to also look at um, oh, I have such a headache my brain just shut off for a second um, you know that their whole idea their whole thing about the profession was that it was money centered and not client centered mm-hmm. so in that particular case is is that the better way to go or is it better to be client centered does client centered make you money <laughs> does being money centered make you feel warm and fuzzy inside well i think you've got to find a balance yes i and agree and i think that that and when i say balance i mean for what my balance is is not going to be what your balance is because That's you correct. might be more uh, business and money centered and not so much warm fuzzy centered and somebody else might be the other way around yeah and i think that no nobody's going to tell me what to do with that my will, business and that's just it that's my big thing and that's what i want to say like a lot of uh newer doulas would write into these forums and say hey you guys should i charge this or should i do that and then there are people who are saying yeah you should do this because blah 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 yeah. and i will say to i would say to that new doula you decide what you want to do for yourself yeah. don't let anybody tell you if you feel like you want to wait for a year mm-hmm and then up your prices, do that. Yeah. There are some legitimate arguments about, well, if, if there are doulas who are charging really low rates and then other doulas are charging more, that it does something to Excuse the... Excuse them. I don't know, whatever. However, I get it. If, if me and a brand new doula who just finished her training, say, three months ago and has attended three births... Yeah. Are, you guys are, are going... Are, 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 are interviewing with the same client... Yeah. I certainly hope that my 15 years of experience and the rate that I charge that partly is based on that 15 years of experience is going to mean something to those people. That's fair too. Yeah. I also don't have a problem with anybody saying, well, I did my training. I'm ready to go out there. This is it. I'm a trained doula. I'm ready. And charging full pop for their work. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that either. either. So do what feels... Look into yourself, what's your personal philosophy, listen to all those arguments, shut them all down, and then decide what you want to do. Because that's how I, I mean, would do it. That's what we do for clients, right? We lay before them what their options are, and right. then they get to decide. So for oh, the newer right. doulas out Doula there... Doula yourself. Yeah. Doula yourself and make sure your decisions are information-based, <laughs> yeah. evidence-based information. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, in the eye and brain, use your gut. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Use your intuition as to how you want to manage your own business. I am sick. I mean, look, I don't do volunteer births anymore. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I am a single mom now. I don't have that luxury of being able to rely on a spouse for income to, to take to that take that away yeah, to fill up that space where you would be doing a free a free services. Exactly. But in the beginning, I did a shit ton of births mm-hmm. that were unpaid for or paid very low um just expenses and stuff and i 
wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from those births. I met people I would probably never have met before. I gained a lot of experience and information about myself Mm -hmm. um, in doing those births. And I do not begrudge ever having done volunteer births at all. And I knew that when I went in that I valued my work and they valued it as well. The times when I found that there were clients that did not value what I did, Mm -hmm. then I didn't work with them. If they were looking for a free doula, but they could invariably... Because they felt that doula support was... They were like this guy, that doula support should be free. Uh, Yeah. Um, I was like... Well, then ask your sister. Yeah, that that is not... Yeah, go ask your neighbor to do it then. Don't ask a professional doula to come... And offer your her services, their services to you for free or for way underneath what yeah. a reasonable rate is. Go yeah. ask your mom then to yeah. come and do it. Yeah. Oh, you don't like your mom? If you well, feel then that's that too bad. <laughs> if that is how it should be, and I don't disagree with that. No. So, so stay in that. Stay, stay in there. that lane then. Yeah. Stay in that lane then. So having said all that, then um, I think it's also absolutely conceivable to have a client focused money making business as well because we don't do this we don't do this for money as we said we don't do this for money but there's a way to make well, money we at do, it we do it for money we don't do it to get we don't do it to get rich to, to get rich to be millionaires <laughs> but, but we got to do it for money <laughs> um, we but we don't do it as i say you know to become rich but we also do it to support and help yeah. because we recognize that this is a very valuable yes. um, resource yes. that can be beneficial to yes. many, many people. I mean, people have said, do you love your work? You should. And we've talked about this, I think, in our very first very first episode yes. we talked about, do you love your work? Do you love being a doula? And I can say, I think the word love is really beat to death. Yes. I I don't even know what that means when somebody says you love your work. I can tell you specifically what I feel about my work. It is important. Mm -hmm. It has value. And I'm good at it. Yes. And I think that that is the pinnacle of how a person should feel about the work that they do. Yes. Do you feel that what you're doing is important and it has value? And are you, do you feel good and confident in your ability to do it? Mm-hmm. And the answer f- to all those questions is yes. Does that mean then that I love what I do? Okay. But I can tell you I don't love getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter <laughs> to drive to. So I liken it to sort of, you know, like being a parent or being in a marriage. You, there are a lot of things you got to do that are not fun. No. That do not create warm, fuzzy feelings. No. <laughs> You know, taking care of your kid when they're being like little dicks. Assholes. Yeah. Or looking at your spouse after they've gained 50 pounds and they're eating dinner and the food's dribbling down their face and you're thinking, who the hell are you? Or they say something asinine and you literally want to bash them in the head with a pan, but you don't. But you don't. You don't. Because you've committed to that thing, to that relationship. Yeah. Being a parent, being in a long-term partnership and you've committed to your work as a doula. It's not, there's a lot of it that's not fun. No. Those warm, fuzzy feelings, seriously? If you're in this for the warm, fuzzy feelings, you gotta put in so much yeah. slogging labor. Yeah. And you know that- It's not easy. You know that five minutes after the baby's born and, and you look at 
the birthing parent and you look at the partner and they're looking at each other with love in their eyes and the tears are streaming down their face I that's when I get this I get filled up with yeah. that emotion and they look at me and they hug me and they're all crying and everybody's so happy that lasts about five minutes yeah and then it's gone. Yeah. And then I realize, shit, I gotta pee. My yeah. back is hurting. I'm starving to death. I gotta get these notes out before yes. my brain shuts blah, 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 off. Blah, blah, blah. So, life is not like that. Life is not warm and fuzzy. So when people talk about this work in that way, I don't think they're doulas. They're the people who, from the outside, think, "Oh my God, you get to go to births. You get to see babies be born." Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, but you see this client he's due at the end of September. She hired me back in February, and it has been one long email after another explaining every detail to her yeah. about why this is not, you know, why this is okay and that's okay. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. To get to that five minutes of warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And then maybe another five minutes of warm and fuzzy when you're all done, and they hug you and say, oh my I God, couldn't do this I without you. I couldn't have done you. this without you. You've been a part of this experience, and you're, you know, and we'll remember you forever. And you leave, and you feel like, oh my God, that was great. Yeah. That's another five minutes, so about ten minutes <laughs> per client of warm and fuzzy. The rest of it is work. Is work. And if I didn't feel it was valuable and important work, boy, would I be miserable. Yes. But because I do feel it's important to sit and take an hour back and forth thing with my client, texting or emailing, reassuring her about some test results or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel that that is important. I put that time in and I do it, yep. even though there might be other things pressing all around yep. me. But that is my work, and it deserves compensation, and I'm not sorry about that. Absolutely not. Dula Frank? There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... And it's funny, for me, like the warm fuzzies for me is about imparting knowledge. I think this is this is why I love teaching because yes. I like sort yeah, of throwing everything out there and saying, look, like look at skin to skin. Look at all this amazing stuff and watching, you know, in People my classes and they like go sort of Oh wow. Or I never thought uh, of it that way before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they come into the classes, and this is this is usually when I get hired from my classes, is they come into that first, you know, 10 minutes of the class, and they're terrified mm-hmm. about the entire process. And they, they don't even necessarily even want to be in that class because they're so terrified mm-hmm. by it all. Mm-hmm. And then even by the end of the first day, they come up and they go... Wow, thank you so much. Like I was really scared and I've learned so much and you are so funny and you just make it all feel so real and blah blah blah. And for me that's a warm fuzzy for me too, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So you gotta you gotta know when you go into this, if you're not getting those little bits of pleasure from what you do and you think it's all just gonna be the culmination at the birth, yeah, that's not yeah. Gonna, that's not going to work for you either. And I think that's another reason why we get a lot of burnout in this particular industry because we get people coming in, especially young people. I love you guys. You're so amazing. These young people come in who maybe haven't even had a baby before, which I, is absolutely fine. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I know some amazing doulas who've never given birth. But they come in and they see, they go through everything that we've just talked about and then they get the birth at the end and it's like, ah, and then it's a, that five minutes and then there's a giant letdown and then they think okay I've got to do more births I've got to get more of this and it's that's where that sort of idea of birth junkie comes in was they yeah. they have to keep doing more and more and more and then like 
an addict you've got nothing left you're you're left at the right at the bottom because then there's also the other reality of it too i just described a scenario where everything is nice and fine baby's born baby's healthy and everybody's crying and happy what about the situation where there's a code called and the baby's whisked away to the nicu and the parents are left in shell shock Mm -hmm. and you've got to you've got to be you've got to duel up yeah and be support for those people in the event of a loss yeah. or in the event of something really traumatic and scary happening. Yeah. Not a lot of warm fuzzies no. happening there. Absolutely. So, but so incredibly valuable, that service, right. because everybody yes. at that point is with baby and their nurses are there with baby and the doctors are there with baby and everybody's kind of left the room and the one nurse who is also tra- has to manage all of this as well is... You know, she got to yeah. take notes and she got to make sure that everything is put away and cleaned up and all of this stuff. So then that leaves you mm-hmm. to be that emotional shoulder yeah. for this family that need reassurance and need some, you know, a that shoulder that, to cry on. That support and that witnessing of hard stuff that happens in life, that's what, to me, the core of doula work is. And yes. that's why I do it. I mean, you'll have people say... For instance, for example, let's use an example of a NICU nurse who will work with a baby for weeks and weeks and weeks, a really sick baby for weeks and weeks and weeks, and finally they get that baby healthy enough to be able to go home. And the parents are so grateful and so thrilled to be able to get their healthy baby and go home. And they might say to that NICU nurse, thank you so much. You know, we're so grateful for everything you've done. And they walk out and she's all teary eyed and she'll say, this is why I do this work. I don't necessarily agree with that because you so you're going to spend 90% of your time slogging away. That's got to be the reason you do this work yeah. because what you're doing every single day makes a difference. It's important. Yes. It's valuable and you're good at it because what happens when that baby dies? Right? Does that mean that all that hard work you did meant nothing? No. No, absolutely not. No, so we we have to be there for the good and the bad. The good and the bad. We, You've got to be like I was last night at 11 o'clock, trying to figure out a way to manage my client information, the nuts and bolts. And you've got to also be there and say, should I get these business cards or those business cards? Do I need to put this much money in in order to get more clients to come to me and so on? That's all part of it too. Marketing yeah. yourself, promoting your business and being out there, promoting your visibility and, and so on. That's all a part of it. And yeah. and, that's, and that costs money. And it costs money and it costs time and it's not warm and fuzzy. No. But it's an important part of your work. Yeah. And that's you you need to understand that that's what it really is about. Hopefully you get those warm and fuzzies here and there. But if you are living for those You're in for a world of hurt. You're yeah. It's you're gonna burn out. <clears throat> yeah. Because they don't come in a steady, frequent... The warm fuzzies are not flowing in. Oh my gosh, I'm two weeks, I'm going to get some warm fuzzies. There's no guarantee of when it's going to happen. So you need to know today that the work that I'm doing today is good work, it's valuable, it's important, and you deserve to be compensated for it. Absolutely. However that looks However that looks for you. So then at one point in there, I think he said, somebody meant, I don't know if it was this male doula or if it was somebody else about you know what doulas can trade for the work Mm. i'm like no baby okay a bag of sugar and some walnuts (laughs) i don't make my own bread so (laughs) 
please do so that. So you can keep your flour. <laughs> keep your flour. Even though it's like hand ground or whatever. The... <laughs> keep it. Don't give me a bunch of cream. I don't make my own butter. <laughs> Just to make your churning easier. <laughs> Here's a churn. <laughs> Will you support my birth? Now, having said that, we have done some barter work um, in the past for... Some barter work? Barter work. Barter work. You said burger work. I'll work for burgers. I will absolutely. I know, I know Steph would work for a burger. <laughs> but with no bun. <laughs> She'd work Five with... lettuce wrapped burgers. <laughs> That'll get you one placenta encapsulation. <laughs> she won't do that. Please do not write in. Um... <laughs> That is not an actual real offer, okay? Absolutely. Everybody is now calling. Please do my placenta. I have Harvey's gift diaries for you. Oh, God. I'm crying now. Um, No idea where I was going with that. Well, I wanted to talk, say something about that there is a doula agency that Mm. exists in the world. I'm not going to say who it is. Who are very successful financially. Mm. They were written up in major... Uh, news publications and uh, and so on and they've been criticized a lot and I'm not saying the criticisms were not valid however at the same time part of me is just like meh everybody's got to do what they yes want to do I don't feel that there's one way to look at this my way of looking at birth and birth work is my way and not everybody sees it that way and that's absolutely that's cool so I don't have a problem with these people who shall remain nameless. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's literally taking me 15 minutes to figure out. You don't know who I'm talking I do now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're out there and they're kicking ass in terms of money. Yeah. I have no idea whether their clients that they serve feel the same way about the support that they've received that say my clients feel. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe they do. Mm-hmm. And I say, I appreciate the fact that there are, there, there's the doula over there who will accept a bag of walnuts. <laughs> her, her name is Goody Mary. <laughs> and you can bring, you can bring her a bag of walnuts and she'll, she'll attend your birth for you and, and, and knit you an afghan while she's waiting. The sad part is, is she's allergic to nuts. <laughs> She'll take them anyway. She'll take them anyway. Um, and then there's them who charge like a shit ton of money, have probably really, you know, sort of affluent clientele. Yeah. And they're killing it. In Celebrities. The, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of us in the middle. So I love the idea that. Look, I would love a celebrity client and I won't charge you more. Okay. I just won't charge you I, more. I'm not saying I won't charge you more, but I'd love a celebrity client. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I so think. They I, got a lot I, of criticism. When they first were, 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 you know, when they, when their name came out and they were really uh, popularized by in the media and so on, a lot of people criticized for that reason. Oh, well, you know, birth shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. But they were also criticized at the same time for saying, you should not be doing, you should not be managing your business the way you're doing it. You need to do it the way we do it. Yeah, well, that's and bullshit. Like, well, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that either. I don't that like is that. my biggest thing. Don't tell me, even if I have something to learn from you. Let me learn from you, and then I will decide what of that learning I want to apply to my own life. Yes. Do, do you understand how I do not like to be told what to do? 
Is it look, clear? Look, I work for myself oh, because I could no longer be yes. told what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'd like to do things the way I do things in a very yeah. calm, relaxed, laid back manner. Yeah. I'll get there. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. That's the way I do my housework. <laughs> I'll get there. Why have yeah. I not folded all this laundry over here? Because it's still there. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to spontaneously right, combust. It's your damn laundry. It's my damn laundry, and I will fold it when I fucking yeah. will, please. You're, nobody's commissioning you to deliver folded laundry anywhere, <laughs> no, so you can it. decide to do it. That's the reason why I'm an entrepreneur also. That's yeah. the reason why I do this, too, because I like to be able to organize my life the way that I see fit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've learned this so much about myself yes. over the last... This is one of the benefits of getting older is you really learn to know yourself and appreciate yourself too yes. and not want to like change everything about yourself. This is this is really and truly who I am. I need to be able to... So even though, like we have this podcast recording on a structured time. It's Thursday at 10 o'clock and that's it. That's what we do. Sometimes yep. we change it for because of life situations, but we've decided that. Yes. We could decide next week, hey, let's do Wednesdays instead. Let's do noon instead of 10. And that's what I want. Yeah. It feels like I'm the one that's making the decision. Exactly. And um, the, the places in my work that I have the most issues with, the most squirmy, uncomfortable feelings are with the hospital where we teach. Yes. <laughs> and I have another work situation that I'm involved in and with that situation too. That because there are people above me in authority. Yes. Who who get to tell me yes. what to do in some aspects. Yes. And I know that it's that part of me fighting against that. Yes. So sometimes even if they say something reasonable, my immediate reaction will be, What? <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> And that, for, for where we work, that's where I come in and go, okay, let's find the win-win. Okay, let's, let's just back up a bit here before we go off the rails. Yeah. And let's just find the win-win for everybody. Yeah. That's how I live my life. That's how I... I always need to flip it around to, yeah. to put me sort of in charge of what's going to happen to my life. Yeah. 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 So that's part of being your, your, uh, a business owner and an entrepreneur. And that's why it works for me. And that's why I feel like... You do what you want because that's why you're a business owner, isn't it? Yeah. So that you can make your own decisions and your own choices. So when those people say, you're doing your business wrong, okay, well, maybe my objective isn't to, isn't to be who you are. I have a different way of doing things. And, and maybe they're right in terms of dollars and cents. Yep, Like the, the bottom line bank account. Maybe they're right. Um I've recently started thinking about that a little bit more, about how can I make more money Yeah. about this? Yeah. Um, has your doula work evolved over time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just was thinking about that when I was driving here today, that when I first started doing this and my kids were little, my focus was in oh, just get out of the house and go to the birth and then get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that I could take care of my kids again. <clears throat> now I have, I never thought about marketing no motion and all for years and years and years i did it also i worked with agencies so i didn't really right. have to think about that stuff that made it so much easier yeah because my life at home was so busy i just you needed the structure i needed somebody to say hey there's a there's somebody who needs a overnight support for this many weeks at this starting at this yep that worked for me yeah and i would just show up do the work come home yep now i don't work for any agencies and i've got to haul everything in yeah on my own 
And, and I mean, we've talked about, you know, every now and then going, God, I wish I just worked at Shepherd's Drug Mart and <laughs> do a shift and then come home. Yes. And I have worked at a pharmacy too, and it was very, so simple. Yeah. You just go, do your four hours, and you go home. Yeah. You don't think about it until nope. the next time you get, walk back into the store. No. Nope. No, it's not like that. No. Hence why I was up at 11 last night <laughs> trying to figure out. Hence why I was up at like two o'clock in the morning with my brain not shutting off. Because yeah. I have a client due. And yeah. I was, who else does this? Please tell us who does this. Mm-hmm. You have a client that's within that two weeks now and you're like, all right, I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to eat good food and I'm going to be, you know, on the ball with everything. And then suddenly that two weeks comes and I have become a insomniac yeah. Yeah. and I cannot go to sleep yeah. past two o'clock in the morning now. Yeah. And the book I'm reading, I've already read it. So it isn't like I, you know, thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading it because I'm reading the next one, but I'm up reading because my brain is like, yes, <clears throat> is that going to, what did I saw a meme today? That phantom phone call <laughs> where you oh. think you're lying there asleep and you think your phone has vibrated or yeah. done something and you like instantly bolt up and go well, and that now you're up. Yep. That's me. And I have been eating like shit <laughs> even though the whole plan is to not eat like shit but because that's you've got what happens up. yes whereas i would like to i would love my whole life to just be you know working with oh there's no i don't want to sell my house fuck off somebody walking up the neighborhood yeah. so he sees us looking at him no, no he doesn't maybe he's just gonna drop the windows stuff off. open um anyway so i'm not answering that mm-hmm. um not voting for you whoever you are mm-hmm. um White male. Anyways. <laughs> See? He's knocking on the door. We're not answering it. So. Jack, go talk to him, please. Um, so, where the fuck was I going with that? So, I it I love it when things are more structured. I love the fact that I teach because I wish I could do more of that. Mm-hmm. Because that, I know, I do this, I go here, this is what I say, I come home, and that is it, and money comes in. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my, you know, structure. Mm-hmm. But now, then births fall into place, and that's where things go off the rails for me. And yeah, I become an insomniac. It feels it is like I, we were saying before the beautiful uncertainty of of life. Um, and and it is like that. Actually, I'd like to hear from other doulas. If you, yeah, we're always asking you guys to write in about stuff, and here's, you never, and do. you never do. So here's your chance to redeem yourself. Okay. I would like to know how other doulas deal with that. The beautiful uncertainty. The beautiful uncertainty of, of birth work. How do you manage your life, manage your time, manage your headspace when you're on call mm-hmm. and when you've got a birth coming up? I have, a, I have a client that's due at the end of September, all the way at the end of September. However, she has some issues, mm-hmm. and this birth could start with an induction. It could be a scheduled C-section, or they may let her go to 38 weeks. They may let her go to 40 weeks. Right. It's all up, up in, in the, the air. air. <clears throat> and a part of me is feeling like, okay, but I know that I need to figure out how to wrangle my way around it. It doesn't actually change my day-to-day life mm-hmm. so whatever i'm feeling it's all inside of me and it's well, we've all in talked my about head this. yeah i still have to get up do this do that yeah. do this do that today's not the day that she is going to have a baby so how much am i going to allow my anxiety about the uncertainty affect what i gotta do today that's my struggle and and 
so that was a big major struggle for me and it is really for my family um not my kids so much because i think they've gotten to the point where they know like everything is going to be fine for them and everything is going to work um but <clears throat> for my my mother and my uncle who yes. rely on me to mm-hmm. do things with them to take other... them places mm-hmm. in that hello um in the idea of that you I will be there if I'm meant to be there, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm supposed to be there, the universe will have me there. And I've gotten to a point in the last, really the last six years that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to, period. It's going to work out the way it's supposed to. And if I'm meant to be there, then I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. And that has helped me not be quite so stressed about everything. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was talking to, I was talking to a potential client last night after class and that's one of the things that I try and instill in my classes is that things are going to work out the way they're meant to. And yes, we, we try to have some control over what happens, but we also, as you say, have to be okay with the chaos of it all. Yeah. Just prepare as much as you can and then... Just go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah. That's that's the best you can do. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's the life of... That's the life of any birth, entrepreneur. It's any not, entrepreneur. Not just doulas. It's not just uh, birth workers in, in general. But that is... That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, so there. This is Life <coughs> Lessons 101 podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a birth story this um, week? So I think... Um, We'll talk about that. We, well, so I think what we'll do is we'll we'll go for a break and we will have a story afterwards. And yeah, any last words about anything? Well, I just want to say, especially to newer doulas, that you deserve to be compensated. Doula Frank is not wrong about birth being a human, community-based, primal thing. He's not wrong about that. What I think the piece that he's missing is that we need to look at the reality of our lives today. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that most people who are most expectant parents don't live in that situation where they can benefit from that extended family, from close-knit community, and so on. Most people just don't live that reality. And that's where we come in. Mm-hmm. And our reality is that we need to get... We need to bring money into our homes. So if I'm going to be spending a huge chunk of my time doing this work, I need it to be able to also feed my children, pay my rent, put gas in my car, etc. Absolutely. And it all works out to me. It all works out. You know, it's a system. Yeah. and, And it balances out for me. There is no eating at the birth table. What? If I'm eating at the birth table, then so are the birthing parents, so are so is everybody else involved in, in their care, and we're all eating together, and it's a shared meal. Yeah, and why should so, I be sitting over at the kitty table not right. getting scraps? Yeah, why should I be standing the, the, the volunteer caterer? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's the, Why should I be the volunteer caterer, and everybody else is sitting down enjoying the meal? No, I deserve a seat at that table, too. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fair exchange. It's a give and take. I never feel like I'm doing my clients a favor or that they're doing me a favor. No, it absolutely not. It is a fair not. exchange of 
services and compensation. Yeah. So And there's absolutely utterly no, nothing no, wrong with no, that. No, never has been anything wrong with that and there <coughs> never never will be. So you decide how you want to design your business. You des- decide how you want to uh, run your practice and then you just just do it. And then cut the noise. Don't worry. Don't let anybody else tell you how to run your business. Yeah. Don't let anybody else tell you what to do. If this works for you, if doing birth this way works for you, if getting paid this way works for you, if not getting paid works this way for you, yeah. that's your business. Yeah. That is all up to you. Yeah. So fuck the noise. Yeah. I'm sick of people telling other people how to run their business. That's right. It's Sorry. Time. All right. So... Uh, we will be back and have a good, we'll have a break. Go pee. Have a break. Go pee. Chill out. All right.